0: i just made uh chicken fried rice speaking um, of uh that did that you we record just it so i
1: do you no. it so i could send it to mr roger but or uncle roger <laughs> not mr rogers mr rogers <laughs> <That'd be weird. laughs> why this is a beautiful fried rice forest so <laughs> i'm can, a ghost what i can, I can taste the carrots <laughs> and the peas? You shouldn't he- put peas in there, according to Uncle Roger. Well, he's in the UK. That's what does true. He know you're making yeah. fried rice for me, Mister Rogers. It's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I Like, hey, you have to keep sneaking that in there.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, well, I mean, we gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta name them. You got the, because the name uh, holds power. So, as we learn from Gandalf, as long as you know Mister Rogers' real name. <laughs> which was Mr. Rogers <laughs> I think. Sure. that you can, uh, you can control his spirit. And I think that's, uh, that is a well-documented fact
2: saga you know we keep it groovy we talking cartoons books tvs and movies a couple of nerds but got style we so cool pop culture talking new and old school yeah you should know we love hip hop from the roots tie lip shout out to Pharaoh we giving you what you want it don't get no live I ain't no doubt we got you. this is pop saga let's go oh yeah you heard right heard this right. is a lifestyle welcome to the nerd life pop saga
1: this is pop saga you give us three minutes and we'll give you a tangent good insert time of listening here i'm john jones i am joined by my co-anchor forrest murphy top story robocop the 1987 movie directed by paul verhoven starring peter weller nancy allen ronnie cox and cartwood smith in a near future dystopia detroit is on the brink of societal and financial collapse Overwhelmed by crime and dwindling resources, the city grants the mega corporation Omni Consumer Products control over the Detroit Police Force. OCP Senior President Dick Jones demonstrates Ed 209, a law enforcement droid designed to supplant the police. Ed 209 malfunctions and brutally kills an executive, allowing ambitious junior executive Bob Morton to introduce the old man to his own project, Robocop. We will discuss the highs, the lows, and most importantly, will we buy it for a dollar? Forrest to you. Thanks, John.
0: Next up, let's look at some tiny pets with guns. Cool satire.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh, Boise. That's right. What? We're talking, you know, we <laughs> we covered the uh, the you know the real robocop that everyone thinks about when someone says the word robocop the cartoon series so mm-hmm. you know we might as well get around to the the uh, the original movie that inspired it all don't you think
1: yeah throw it a bone it it might needs, as well it needs needs all the help it can get oh uh, i mean
0: Perhaps it is. Uh, You know, I recently found out that somebody uh, that I work with has not seen the thing. I was shocked about that, and Mm -hmm. I was told very promptly not to be shocked because that is a movie for old people. Oh, it doesn't matter, and people should not watch it anymore because it's for old people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you go. We've been told (laughs) that the we uh. Yeah, there, there we go. It's a, it, it's, it's not a movie that's a classic that received a video game uh, in the two thousands and a uh, prequel uh, that was bad, but still was made. Uh, no, no, it's a movie uh, for the olds, and so we need to stop talking about it.
1: Wow, very aggressive.
0: Yeah. Hey, you yeah. know, people've got opinions and they like sharing them, and I say bring it on. Let me hear you. Do you? No. Yeah, <laughs> really. <right? laughs> I want to be. Uh, I want to be. You know. Uh, I want to be open to alternate opinions. You can't get locked in your in your way, and and so uh, you can't put those blinders on and not be open to uh, you know reconsidering how you think of something. So now you know what. I'm. I'm nothing if I'm not malleable in my opinions, and so i you know, i I agree. Boo the thing.
2: Very
0: <laughs> I mean, what was, what was that even from? Sounds like an old quote for old people. I feel like I should
1: just stop talking. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything... Literally, I don't know if there's anything on the soundboard this person would approve of. <laughs> it might... Maybe it, not. Maybe
0: not. Might, only it, uh, only movies after the 2000s, I think.
1: Okay, well, let's right. try. Yeah, sure. There we go. <laughs> the think, best think, of Star Wars. You think the person will like that? Or? Or? Now we're talking. Release... Hey!
0: Listen, uh, Warner Brothers, I know you're listening. Yeah. Release the Air Cut. Everybody wants it. Who?
1: Hmm? Who? Who's that? Who's Air? Who? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know who wants that. No one wants that. What movie are you talking about?
0: I love I love don't the, the I love the feeling the, the feeling the heady feeling of power those release the Snyder cut folks must have felt after it worked. And they got the cut they wanted released, and mm. then ever since then, like, a smaller contingent has been trying to get other things released, and it's just not happening. Yeah, no. <laughs> that must be so
1: frustrating. It
0: worked no. once!
1: It's like, we, we, we showed the man, we showed them that, you mm. know, together our voices could be heard to a point. And now what you're getting is a bunch of knockoff movies on Netflix. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, that's what a great situation to be
0: in. I think we should all be so lucky, uh, professionally as Zack Snyder, because he basically, you know, he slogged through it. People didn't Mm -hmm. like his vision on on a lot of stuff. And, you know, he was kind of given the keys to the DC kingdom and those keys were eventually taken away, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him, and and then Netflix is like, hey, hey, here's some new keys. They open any house you want. Just just kick your pick. Just do
1: whatever you want. Well, Netflix will do anything? Yeah. Have an idea? Is it bad? Still bring it to us. <laughs> I'm you- surprised
0: they didn't make the uh, the RoboCop remake
1: with that kind of standards i mean i wish i bet you somehow this robocop remake if it was on netflix would still be like the part of the prequel to that army of series that he's trying to kick off the ground oh you mean the army
0: of, yeah the uh the army of thieves which only sort of kind of has something to do with the uh, zombies yeah can i ask this I a real sure, hard please question do. who cares somebody out there is just like when is that third army of
1: movie (laughs) like when is somebody going like oh man while watching the first one you know who i really want to know more about the vault guy yeah
0: what's what's the safe cracker all about let's hear some more about him before the zombie stuff
1: yeah like i really need to know what his life was like who was he why was he a safe cracker in the first place? I really hope they explore that. Ignore mm. all the other <laughs> things that might be potentially interesting or I don't know, a direct sequel to it. Let's go to a prequel. <laughs> let's
0: do this. I mean, good, right? Let's let's see his let's let, let's see his vision play out. I can't wait to see no. how it wraps up
1: i mean sure sure yeah you're right i mean you're right <laughs> i'm right? right.
0: I've, I've not seen Automatic a single response. army of movie but I, I still you. say let's see how it let's see how it turns out
1: yeah maybe these are backdoor pilots to uh oceans reboots i don't know Ooh, yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah you know so oh Get man. Clooney back in this. Get him some Netflix money after his tequila money wanes a little bit. You know. Oh, just, Clooney's doing fine. Yeah, Clooney's doing
0: just fine. And hey, you know what? Who knew they could take an old remake of an old movie for old people? Let's we we established that's a thing. Um and turn it into such a flourishing franchise. Who knew all you had to do was get every famous person in Hollywood in a single movie and people would pay money to see that?
1: <laughs> well, they're gonna like someone. And the whole time they're watching it, I don't like that guy. I don't like him either. Oh, I can't stand that guy. Alright, okay. Hey, Matt Damon! i yeah, looking pretty good. Now I'm here for- what. Al Pacino's in this one. Sign me up. Yeah, Don Cheadle. I didn't know he was British. That's a pitch perfect <laughs> accent. <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard a more convincing British accent. I thought he was from the streets of uh, Liverpool, foggy old London town. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, or uh, wherever that accent. Cardiff. I don't know <laughs> where that accent's from. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the presenter on
0: this podcast, Only Knowledge of England, comes from watching episodes of Doctor Who, <laughs> can you tell?
1: That's correct. You are correct, <laughs> sir. And I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time I was there, going, is this Cardiff? <laughs> this don't look like Where Cardiff. Where's Cardiff? Oh, I know, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even try to do a British accent. A British accent, nope, nope. Oh no! Oh, Go, am- blimey. Oh, I'm, the, oh, I'm. Kit Herrington. Yep. No. Nope. I'm John. I'm for pop saga. You see? No. Nope, <laughs> no. Doesn't work. Uh, I,
0: yeah. You're you're angling to be in whatever Guy Ritchie is doing next. Whatever Disney animated classic Guy Ritchie's in charge of directing the live act- action adaptation of. Did he, did was he the one who did Robin Hood? No, he did Aladdin. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, he did do a Robin Hood, I think, but he for Disney, he did Disney's Aladdin. Guy Ritchie, perfect <laughs> director
1: for that movie. That was him? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, you know what? That's for young people. And That's you true. should stop I talking about it. it. You should stop talking about it. it. I don't like it. It doesn't sound comfortable. It's not comfortable like, you know, the Robocops, which is a comfortable movie. It's predictable. (laughs) It's so predictable. Oh,
0: man. Did you know that Peter Weller in the movie Robocop, the thing we're talking about today, in case you've forgotten, and I do not blame you, uh, do you know that he thought RoboCop would be very lithe and agile, like a dancer? So that's what he prepared for, uh, never having donned the RoboCop suit. And so when they finally brought it out to him and he was like, I can't move in this. This, okay, I'm gonna have to need to rethink everything. Mime coach, come over here. It delayed the production for a, a little while,
1: if you can believe well, it. Well, I can believe it. Because that's like one of the best parts about Robocop is how he moves. Like, yeah. I mean, congrats to whoever that mime coach was. They Marce- Marcel Marceled the shit out of that. And it <laughs> was perfect. You know, the only thing I was missing was Robocop doing the invisible rope trick. You know, just like
0: <laughs> I could imagine if he had.
1: He's like, Louis, you see me pulling a rope? And then she'd be like, mimes aren't supposed to talk. (laughs) Dead or alive, this rope is real.
0: Yeah. yeah. These are the episodes of Pop Saga I hate the most, because this movie's just good.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, yeah, it's tough, because it's like... When it's something you just really kind of enjoy. You want to give it the reverence you feel it deserves, and um, that's why we. Always, I think we really do like drag the tangents on when talking about, uh, like <laughs> our favorite good movies. It's either good movies or really bad movies. Like it's one or the other. Like I don't want to talk about this, but you know, eventually it'll come out, and in yeah. the other. And, yeah, but, you know what? We just gotta do it. Because we're gonna do it eventually. Ain't so.
0: that... That is that is 100% the truth. Um, it's just that this movie is one of my favorite... This is on my Mount Fillmore. I don't know. That's not good, but... It's like yeah, the, it sounds pretty
1: shitty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this is, like, a desert island movie for me. I just, like, it's, like, a... It's f- almost two hours long, but... Mm-hmm. It is paced so incredibly well, and it is such a taut, interesting story, full of humor and gore and all sorts of practical effects that mostly work.
1: Yeah, like, well, there's some that are bad, and there's some that are good. Like, I still think the... Uh, oh, spoilers. Um, oh. You know, when, like, Murphy takes off his helmet for the first time, that whole prosthetic around his face and, you know, the the cybernetics and stuff i still think that holds up really well like trying it to look really that, does look for that gap and seam to be like i know where his head ends but i know where it begins you know to the the costume in its own right i think it still looks good and i watch that shit like in as high def as i could get it you know and i'm like oh that still looks pretty good They're pretty good then you look at the ed 209 you're like oh that looks cool then it moves. You go. Oh yeah, stop motion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. The director of the second uh, Robocop, Bill Tippett, was a, uh, a responsible for those effects. But here's what's uh, here's a little funny trivia about. It's funny that you bring that up. the The scene specifically where he Robocop uh, or Murphy, I should say, takes his helmet off. Um, that was a he, caused a huge fight on set between uh, the guy whose name escapes me, who made the suit and the uh, prosthetics originally and director Paul Verhoeven, because the guy who made the suit didn't really have a lot of faith in it. And he said that, Hey, we're going to, we're going to want to shoot this in a dimly lit room. So you can't see the place where the head connects to the prosthetics. And Paul Verhoeven insisted that it be lit as brightly as possible. And that he trusted the makeup artist to, to, make it look fine on uh, screen and it caused both of those people to not speak to each other for the rest of the filming but when they went to the premiere and they saw how good it looks they immediately forgave each other and became friends and uh that same special effects supervisor guy was uh he went on to work with paul verhoven on uh, total recall uh because he was like you know what you're right it worked great and it looked great
1: imagine that like robocop probably one of the most iconic movie designs out there sure I, yeah. was like, well, I don't know man i mean like just you know let's let, let's not show it off really let's let's, let's, <laughs> you know, let's keep it in the dark you know like let's not show this this and uh, you know uh, come on man it's like i know hindsight's 20 20 and all but I, even back then, I was like, this, you know, young John's this thing is badass. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> young John is sounding kind of rough. Well, yeah, I lived a large life, you know, watching <laughs> RoboCops and stuff like that. It, it, it's so good. <laughs> Getting penny candy for, you know, a nickel.
0: Uh, <laughs> i love old-timey little john i hope he not little not little john but
1: like little, child like, john no it's little then
0: no i'm saying not little john not get low little john but little what? john oh little
1: john that's <laughs> yes, it. not yes. little john no huh
0: <laughs> okay, all right um yeah, get, but I mean, it was it was interesting uh, you know the I get with where the where the objection was coming from though, because I think you know, based on years of experience, usually when you have a place where makeup meets skin, you light it differently so that you're not because otherwise you're kind of asking uh to 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 show off all the flaws but i you know i think at that time paul verhoven wasn't as as established but you know he is just one of the most the one of the best aesthetic filmmakers in my opinion of that era he has such a strong aesthetic sense and it comes through in every one of his uh movies be it showgirls or um total recall uh and so, you know, I'm sure if the, if this, this guy who was working with him had, had the, the, the gift of being able to see the future, he would say, Hey, I'm just going to go with what you're saying here. Cause, uh, you've got that sense, that aesthetic sense that is so good.
1: Like, it's all good. I'm like this. I could tell you cared. Like, I mean, I saw the remake and I could tell no one cared about that. Wow. Uh, Let's talk about
0: that for just a little bit. Sure. Uh, so you obviously you've seen the remake, yes. And I was trying to think like this. This movie is just so good and fun, and it's not just the fact that I'm you know looking at it nostalgically. We've seen from this show that not every thing that we go back to can hold up uh, under the weight of nostalgia. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this this is legitimately fun and good, but the new one is just has nothing. I mean, aside from Michael Keaton, which is a a brilliant... I guess he's sort of playing the Ronnie Cox role. Yeah, a little bit. But, so that's great casting. But it's like, what is it about these two movies that just it makes them so vastly different? And it's not just because dude's got a
1: a, a
0: black suit. That which, was dumb, but...
1: Well, it was colored... The RoboCop styling, original the original colors, yeah. And they're like, now nah, let's make it all black. And you're like, it was so much better with the two tone. Even that outfit, which I didn't care for, that costume I didn't care for. Um, no, it's 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 very
0: bad. And then they gave him his uh, one thing I was struck by as I as I was watching this original movie. They talk about the movie after Murphy is shot, and they're like trying to see. They're converting him into RoboCop, and they're saying, hey, we saved his right arm, hooray! And then the guy from OCP comes in, and he's like, who cares? Take it. We want all robot. Who cares about his arm? Take it out of there. He signed a waiver when he joined the police department. He, we can do whatever we want with his body. That's so cool. And then in this one, they're like, what if, though in this one... We're going to remake this story, and we got to make it our own. So what if he
1: kept the right arm? <laughs> huh? Huh? It, it, it was kept for the worst reason, too. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I felt like it was one, out of spite. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah. we're, we're, we're not your grandpa's RoboCop. Yep. <laughs> and then the other one was like, so he could touch his kid with his human hand. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. right, all right, all right. I get this. And, you know, like, the one thing Verhoeven does very well in all of his movies is the satire. You know, like, when he's using the news in, you know, like, Starship Troopers or, you know, how, like, everything kind of appears in Total Recall or the, you know, the news in this sense. Like, mm-hmm. it's poking fun at the current situation. It's a little bit more... I don't want to say subversive, but there are definitely layers to it. It, It's also... Everyone's playing it very seriously, but in a camped-up sense. That other one was just like everyone playing it too seriously. So it maintained none of the charm of the original, which I don't think you could really recapture in in a remake or reboot or however you want to call it. Uh, you know it's either you try to totally make it your own or you honor what came before it but in this in this instance that new robocop didn't do either and
0: it it, yeah and joel kinnaman was bad casting for murphy
1: yeah i mean well going up against peter weller forget it (laughs) Yeah, did you know So speaking of Peter Weller, did you
0: know that he uh, insisted he (laughs) stayed in character when he had the suit on? And as a form of method acting, he insisted on everyone calling him Robo, referring to him only as Robo, and that lasted all of just, I think, a day or two or something to that effect. It was very short-lived because nobody on set could take it seriously and they made fun of him so much. (laughs) <laughs> then he decided not to do
1: it anymore. Call me Robo. Yeah, man, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Robo, five minutes to <laughs> five minutes to action. Okay, thanks. Oh God. Yeah, I'll I'll dead alive. I'll be there there on time. What? The, you see, it's <laughs> the thing I say creep. Hey, man, I'm just a, I'm just a sister. I'm just me a PA. Just a PA. Exactly. <laughs> you want coffee? No, give me baby food. Hold on. <laughs> I, I, I have a Peter Weller. Hold on. But I can only do it when I say one particular line. So this is very useless. Peter Weller as RoboCop. Okay.
0: <laughs> I can't wait.
1: This is from, uh, RoboCop2. 2. RoboCop2. 2. Slate. Where is Kane? Yep, that's very good. There you go. That's <laughs> it. It's practically useless unless your name is Kane, or you're looking for someone named Kane that I happen to know is named Kane. Then I can go. But man, once you run into someone with name Kane, you will it's be on. Sent. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, like, do you remember the first time you saw RoboCop? Ah uh, no! no. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you breathing through an inner tube? What is it? This is the
0: RoboCop filter in voice mod. Apparently, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Where is Clarence
1: Boddicker? I'm here, man. No, no, no. I no one can do Kurtwood Smith. Only Kurtwood Smith does Hey, Kurtwood Pally. Smith. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, you try. He's, he's, like, your Jack ass Jackass. No. Nope, nope. Nope. Dumbass. Nope. Dumbass. Nope. Oh, yeah, he said
0: dumbass. I didn't even get the quote right. How am yeah. I going to get there if I can't
1: even get the quote
0: right? You'll
1: get there eventually. You'll get there
0: eventually. Uh, you were asking me when the first time I saw RoboCop was. I saw it on TV. I saw it uh, I, an edited version on, on TV, but I still saw it way too young, because a I know 17? that I was... No. like More like... It's gotta be like eight. I saw it when I was eight or nine, because uh, I was obsessed with RoboCop
1: as a kid. Um, well, I mean, it's true you made me watch the stupid cartoon show. I that's mean, right. That excellent I didn't cartoon even see show. that. I don't even remember watching that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think I must have been uh, because I, bla- I, you know, I just, uh, I erased it from my memory. But I was, uh, I was, I was so into RoboCop, but I mean, it's a lot of confusing material if you're a kid, especially the second one where, you know, when Kane meets his like gang of this weird gang with the little, the little kid businessman <laughs> and uh, his girlfriend who is just like, okay, oh, this is your robo dick now, huh? Alright, well, it'll we'll take some getting used to, but...
1: Where is RoboDick? Nope. And I'm just
0: like, as a kid, you know, I'm like the 11 years old, being like, what?
1: Okay. What? How does that work? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Ah. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I saw it when I was young. I saw. It, I'm. I'm fairly certain I saw it on TV or over at a friend's house because it doesn't seem like the the kind of movie that my mom would be super jazzed about me checking out. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you remember when you saw it for the first time?
1: Yeah, I think we rented it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it was like eighty, probably like eighty. Whenever VHSs would come out after the movie came out, it's probably like eighty eight. Yeah, movie. but the poster was so invocative. Like you'd go there, and it's just him stepping out of the police car. You know, those little car there, just standing front and center. And it was just like this thing is so cool. I just have to see it. So I watched the. You know, we we weren't getting like the PG version of movies or whatever. So I I saw him get all misuttered, <laughs> and then <laughs> I never gets, realized he gets until- really very murdered. Yeah, and I never realized, like, until a little later on, like, in my teens, that they are like, oh, no, no. This thing used to be rated X before they, you know, cut it down to be rated R. So there's, like, a whole lot more. And I was like, I don't (laughs) think I could watch more of that scene. But now it's, like, the standard if whatever you buy on Amazon or whatever, that's the scene you're going to get is the scene that they edit out. And I was like, that's fucked up. Like, that whole scene is fucked up and you know it sets a tone it it certainly does it
0: you know it's funny that you mentioned tone it's really interesting because this movie feels sort of like through and through like it was made for paul verhoeven uh it has the the sort of political satire Mm -hmm. it has the hyper violence but then you find out that he when he first got the script he literally According to accounts, he literally threw it in the trash. He took one look at the title and he's like, "Nope, I'm not doing a robot cop movie. This is dumb as hell." And threw it away. And it was his wife as the one who actually uh, read through it. It was, and she was like, "Hey, Paul, so this is exactly your thing. So just do the movie. This is this is your. It was basically written for
1: you." And then he was like, like, "We like money." So you will do the <laughs> film, and then it will, hey, yeah. Paul. Yeah, it's
0: weird, right? I thought for sure he had. Uh, I thought for sure he had like a hand in writing it or something. It's so
1: him. I mean, it is decadently Verhoeven, for better or worse, depending on how you feel about him.
0: Sure, but, you <laughs> I don't know, know how like, you could not like this movie unless unless you are skeezed out by the violence, which I, I get. There's a lot of it's gratuitous.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, so much so that I know that, uh, the scene we were talking about where, uh, Murphy, uh, uh, becomes, eventually becomes RoboCop due to OCP metrics, mm-hmm. um, which is always so gross. And I never thought about it until I was older and realized what metrics were. And I was like, "Ugh, they did, <laughs> they did that on purpose. That's gross. Yeah. That's, that's even, that's cool, but gross. Um, but that whole scene in the warehouse was like, uh, Kurtwood Smith hated doing it. And it, it was the last thing I think they filmed, um, because they didn't have money to do it originally.
0: Yeah. So did you know that was a, uh, that was a strategic move by, uh, Verho- Verhoeven and his producing partner, they were, they knew they had gone over budget. And so they just, they purposely decided not to film that scene and basically took a rough cut to the executives in Hollywood and just said, "Hey, we weren't able to get this scene, so I guess we'll just have to make it without it." And they uh, they loved what he had made so far so much that they're like, "Here's more money," and so their gamble paid off.
1: That's yeah, I, it's smart on them. I don't. Yep. I don't. I don't know if that'd be the gamble I would do, but no way i do not
2: have
0: that some that is some uh robocop level hubris right there or at least just self-confidence that you're like well either the movie doesn't have this crucial part or they love the movie so much they give me money to make it but i guess you know you don't become sort of an uh, an auteur like verhoeven is without uh believing in your vision
1: I'm I'm cutting the 6000 Sucks car commercial so I can film <laughs> so I can film him getting murked just to make sure I have it in there. That's like a gamble that I don't want to take. But you know, in the end it plays off because it is it's just proving how vicious this, you know, dystopian version of the future that, you know, was written on the page for this movie. Like you needed Absolutely. that, like you needed that bit of ultra violence to get it through. You know, it, it, just showing that like the world sucks, everyone kind of sucks in it. There are some people who suck less than others, and some people who are trying to do what's right by everyone else. But in the end, it was just showing how you know what like is said, a lot of terms like how grossly you know in balanced societal like terms and all that stuff it's like there's so many things in this movie that just makes you go hmm i see that now yeah like, in a in a way watching it was like Ooh, a little too close to home <laughs> For, Yeah,
0: well, there was definitely that the the sort of uh the hopeless, commercialized, corporate, top-down dystopia that is sort of shown in this movie as, uh, whoa, wouldn't that be crazy if this happened? Definitely felt more like, oh, okay, this just
1: feels like my life right now. (laughs) This has happened. Um, Yeah, great. This is exactly what I want. Like, look, I'm taking the uber game of nuclear bomb war game. that <laughs> yeah. seems like that could be kind of fun maybe yeah Nukem seems cool yeah that seems okay but then when they're like we got you know new hearts by yamaha and oh <laughs> you know samsung you're that's like, oh. such
0: a good that is such a funny commercial that they have in there just the uh, family heart center where it, they just are like uh, you uh you pick the heart and we've got you know pay money down and payment plans just you're just like ah oh, oh it hurts yeah oh,
2: it it's
1: my actual heart yeah yeah health credits remember we care you know <laughs> what I mean? it's just like there's so there's so many of them there's just so many little things or all the things that ocp got rich off of where they're like you know, we found sectors where no one makes money, and like prisons and schools and all this stuff. And you're like, "Oh, well, the people, corporations do do that, and they do make money in those sectors." Yeah, now.
0: they're t- yeah, exactly. When they're like, "Hey, we've you know inserted ourselves into all these sectors that were originally like public sector sep- uh, or sector, or I should say like government sector, uh, you know, benefits that were that were provided to to a country." And when they mentioned space travel, I was just like, all that was in my head was uh, was uh, Bezos's dick rocket going up there, and him coming out a couple days ago, being like, uh, "Earth will be turned into a paradise for the hyper rich, and everyone else will be born in space to labor away." And you are like, this, this is uh, this is not cool. Uh, someone stop this,
1: man. Please, please stop him! <laughs> Somebody stop this, Bezos! Quit having him shoot his giant dick rockets all over the place. A... He did that
0: on purpose. He shaped. He knew what he was doing. He just.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just took a crude drawing of a penis into his design,
0: uh, into Blue Origin's design department, and when he's like, "Make me this as a rocket." <laughs> Do you like my Wallace Shawn as uh,
1: so as uh, as Jeff Bezos? to to be honest, I thought you could have been doing a pitch perfect Bezos. I don't know <laughs> what he sounds like but that's li- me neither. I've never heard him talk. I've never heard him talk so. but though,
0: by the way he looks, I'm imagining he sounds like that.
1: A little a little uh, uh, animal shrew like.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just basically, I don't know if you remember from Deep Space Nine, Wallace Shawn was on that, and he played a character called the Grand Nagus, who was the leader of the Ferengi uh, Alliance, and he
1: talked like this quark. And it's oh of <laughs> yes, oh man, that knocked me back.
0: Oh. <laughs> so I'm imagining oh. that's exactly what Bezo sounds like.
1: Let's get William Shatner up into yeah. space. <laughs> How old is he? Well, I'll buy him a new heart. On Amazon! 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 Amazon. I have Uh, Prime! Does
0: Shatner have Prime? Maybe he should get it, Quark! Okay. Um, Robocop. Robocop was... Breathe, center yourself. We're talking about Robocop. Um... But, man, the, cast in this, the casting in this movie is pitch perfect. Gotta, gotta give it up to the whoever the casting director was. Wish I had that uh, at my fingertips. Uh, but, like, everyone is, is just so good in this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are different layers. There's definitely some 80s acting going on in here. Oh, sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely a lot of that. Yeah, like I mean, my my faves is Ronnie Cox's, you know, Jones, Dick Jones, because he's just like he, he he is the exec. I can see it, and every time he leaves the bathroom in that scene, I'm like, wash your hands, dude. That's
0: well, nasty. what about the guy who pees on his
1: pants? <laughs> he well, I to mean, get out of there so much, he, he zips up without shaking any he pees. Yeah, well, that's fine, because he's terrified. The dude Mm -hmm. came out of a toilet after we know he dropped a duke. And then he didn't wash his hands. Oh,
0: yeah. And you know, Ronnie, (laughs) that's a power move right there. (laughs) Because his hands are just covered in duke.
1: Yeah, you know, he's just like, listen here, Miguel Ferreira. I'm going to touch you with my dukey hands. (laughs) That shows you're lesser than me. Yeah, but speaking of it, you know, Miguel Ferrer's Morton, Bob Morton, I think he's great, and it's funny that they put, like, such a lovable exec, I put lovable in quotes, lovable exec in there, where you have someone in OCP you would be rooting for, you know, it kind of turns, because I kind of go like, eh, I don't think I should like anyone in this place, but I'm like, yeah, I like his attitude, stick it to Jones, you know what I mean, like his his at 209 sucks. Can't even walk downstairs.
0: And and you know what it is like, it's funny that you bring that up because that's exactly what happened on set as well. Originally that character was written much more hateable, but they saw Miguel Ferrer's, like his, the way he portrayed that character, the way he was as Morton, and people are like, oh no, people are going to like this guy. (laughs) It doesn't matter how much of a dick we try to make him out to be uh people are gonna like him. So they they uh they turned him into a less despicable character. Uh yeah, certainly I mean, he's he's still shitty but but you know compared to the other guys he's great.
1: Yeah it's just like uh I can maybe be in the same room with him. You know, but like <laughs> some of them are like mm, mm, I can't hang out with you. Um <laughs> sure you know like <laughs> Uh, the the you know obviously peter weller i think does a great job but i like my favorite in this movie uh, acting cast wide is kurtwood smith martin oh, yeah. inker is like you know it's weird to say he's one of my favorite villains but he's like one of my favorite movie villains like he would no doubt about it. be in the top 10 of my um Movie theater of top t- nope that doesn't work either. Mount Fillmore doesn't work. That we'll find it. We'll <laughs> find something. But yeah, yeah, like he he is so decadently evil. He's having a good time, and like he truly feels like he's a part of that world. Yeah, like a product he re- he of
0: really that. does, and. As I understand it, most of his classic lines were ad-libbed by Kurtwood Smith. So, maybe the reason why we like it so much is that he just puts a lot of himself in that role. I'm not saying that he's a psychopath or a, or a murderous fellow, but what I am saying is that uh, his sort of uh, his ad-libbing on set is one of the reasons it's such a memorable character.
1: Yeah, I've, I know that he ad-libbed the Just give me my fucking phone call when he spit on the paper, (laughs) (laughs) because that's—I know that—and I hope he ad-libbed. Can you fly, Bobby? It is. That is one of the the lines that is listed
0: as uh as as a one of the lines that he ad-libbed.
1: I'm doing Antonio Banderas from Assassins right here, where I'm just kissing the sky. Absolutely, I, I like that was all I needed to know about him. Like, yeah, bet the fucking money, you know. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. like, can you fly, Bobby? I was like, okay, <laughs> this dude, <laughs> this dude's evil, and obviously, you know, when he viciously blows apart Murphy, um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, the part. Uh, one of the, my favorite parts of this movie is when Robocop busts into the uh, the cocaine refinery when oh, uh, is. Clarence is uh, you know he's making deals for um, his real boss Jones.
1: Uh, I so <laughs> I'm sorry. that fucking power move where he dips his fingers into the dude snifter or brandy or whatever takes a sniff at it and then the other guy's like well fuck you i'm gonna drink it we're gonna see who's the real man in here i'd have been like yeah that glass is yours too <laughs> yeah, you're like well i'm gonna wrap this up for you. you you go ahead and take this home yeah yeah you can i got a styrofoam container which was you know but you had back in the day Ugh. anyway you were
0: saying sorry it was just one of like the Robocop is being a total badass in that scene when he breaks it. Not only him breaking down the door, which is like striking fear in the hearts of these criminals, but just him just like wanging shots everywhere. <laughs> just He's like bending shots around steel beams like he's in the movie
1: Wanted or Equilibrium. He's just yep. doing nothing yep. but Dunkadas. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> up here, like uh, there's. Uh,
0: there's two things, so that's like one of my, it was always been one of my favorite uh, scenes in that movie, that's and I right. found out two interesting things about it uh, while doing research for this episode. One, the reason why it's cut so quickly, which is like one of the reasons why it's such a cool, fun scene, is that none of the automatic weapons that the extras were using worked like they kept malfunctioning so the most they could get was like three second cuts before a a gun would malfunction (laughs) and so that's why it's cut together so quickly and uh peter weller says that's his favorite memory from the film of filming that scene he was listening to a peter gabriel song on a walkman inside the robo uh the robocop helmet
1: and just having a blast, <laughs> you know, just shooting these extras. Was he listening to, like, uh, like Sledgehammer? Like, I, God, I wish. I shot the, <laughs> you know, like, I shot the criminal. I shot the criminal. <laughs> I shot him in the chest. I can see that.
0: <laughs> I want to be your Sledgehammer.
1: Yeah, it... <laughs> It is one of my favorites, especially like when he's just like shooting off to the side and not really looking. The guy's like, oh, you're just like, oh, this dude's a badass. You need to get more cops to do this. But, (laughs) you know, unfortunately, it's not a really good uh, program to get into it.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, getting into it is a little rough. barrier
1: to entry, that's for sure. (laughs) <laughs> you do, you do have to be
0: mangled and shot in the head, but, but you do get a cool gun. But you get a cool gun, and you get to forget about your family. <laughs> but then you'll
1: remember by having a terrifying <laughs> dream, and then you get yeah, up
0: have a bad nightmare, and then go on down like every member of this game. They're yeah. like, "Well,
1: we got to traumatize this guy some more. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna take down the, all the crime in the city." That's the best way to do it. Well it's he's gonna go to a technoir club and beat the shit out of this one. Guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a baby Ray Weiss coming oh. in as uh, crazy, right because he's everywhere now.
1: yeah, he's everywhere, but at the time he was just Leon. yep uh, he was just some guy who was like, "Hey, Clarence, I did it. I killed him then he got blown up. Boom you know the cobra salt cannons
0: that's um, right those
1: <laughs> those giant guns yeah just like uh the, everything about this movie is so much fun like truly like it even the, like the start with the ed 209 right like it's like you have 20 seconds to comply And they're just like, yeah, you know, you better put your gun down. And then it just malfunctioning. And then it shoots the dude for like a good minute. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like,
1: I mean, it turns him into (laughs) Hamburger Helper. (laughs) It just keeps
0: going. Yeah. But I love the the guy at the controls trying in vain to pull the wires out. Yeah. You need to do some curls or something. Can't pull some wires out of
1: a circuit board. Like I felt like they were ornamental. I mean, even the sound it makes when it shuts down is like a. Don't touch the body. Don't touch the body. It's like fuck it. It's too late now, man. Yep, he's all over your fun model. Yeah oh god i love the scene where
0: robocop arrives at uh the tower and they've got an ed 209 down there waiting for him but it's clearly like when he arrives it's just like a giant prop that they have mm. put
1: under like
0: just kind of out of the way it's not moving at all it's like a it's a cool effect because it goes by fast enough but if you're looking at it you're like that's just he's he went to a." He went to like a prop auction and that was up front advertising the uh the prop auction.
1: Yeah. No, oh the f- well the fact that it doesn't move or anything, just like just, <laughs> yeah, just chilling in this cove and then him just getting blown the fuck up with that again. Cobra yeah, why sul- is it hiding? I don't why know. Why is it hiding there? How they get it downstairs. <laughs> How they get their shit downstairs. That elevator's right. really big enough to put that fucker in. Yeah, that's, and
0: it's like, that's the, uh, that was like their main design flaws. They they made all of them on the
1: upper floors of this building. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> Have you seen what this thing that it does? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, kind of doesn't work.
0: Oh man. Uh The, like, that whole Ed 209 thing was so terrifying for me as a kid. Uh, it was just so huge, and it, like, roared like an animal and then squealed like a a stuck pig when it's uh, been, uh, you know, when it falls on its back and it can't get up? What kind of robot is that that you program in, like, horrifying animal sounds when it falls over?
1: You're gonna sound like a jaguar, and then you're gonna squeal like a pig. (laughs) by the strike fear enemies no they're the sounds that came with the board um, we didn't have a lot of choices <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah. those are the two <laughs> sounds we have So we, we it's have, uh, like for
0: real guys yeah. you realize that there's no organic parts in this one that's the problem No, uh, sorry, we put some jaguar and pig parts in there. Oh, (laughs) you OCP scientists, you're always playing God. Uh, Such a good, uh, awesome movie. I I also liked how they didn't, they kind of hinted at the fact that he remembered his family and was kind of like pining for it, but that's something that in later movies they sort of tripled down on. And I really like how they just kind of were like, Yeah, he remembers he's Murphy and he remembers he had a family, but also like when the head of OCP is like, good job, son, sonny boy. (laughs) He's like giving the biggest, beaming, ear to ear, the biggest smile you've ever seen. That is a proud RoboCop at the end of this movie. Oh, well, I love that scene
1: so much so. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy. Murphy. I love that. And then smileys. Yeah, bail all shit eating grin. Yep. He's like, hey. <laughs> and then, I eat baby food and my body's a robot. Yeah, I I don't really know where the rest of that goes, because why would you keep those parts in them? But whatever, it's fine. <laughs>
0: Uh, I love 80s futurism. I love the fact that his vision was so bad compared to, like, what, just a normal person. So many scan lines. That's gotta be a detriment.
1: Well, it's it's like it's 16-bit. Or, you know, like he had four 480p, like, uh, vision. It's pretty shitty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be fair, it's pretty shitty, but that i love the scene where they're building him because Mm -hmm. that prop with the hand is one of my favorite scenes because it looks so cool yeah like shake his hand and it just it, it moves so fluid and it does the whole flexing thing and you know even when like robocop first shows up to the police station and all the cops are just like what the fuck is that and just all chasing him through the thing, and you're just getting like glimpses of him,' you're like, oh, yeah,
0: that man. seems fantastic. You gotta give it up to the extras there who are playing the the rest of the of the police force because their sort of excitement is contagious in a way. they're mm-hmm. just like run they're just like basically trampling over each other to see this this new weird robot. I guess all they did had to do was just wait at the end because he's, like, really open for everybody to see. <laughs> they weren't really hiding stuff. anybody when they get to the, like, end of his little path.
1: Yeah, that's true. Even though, like, later on the guy yells, like, this is classified. I'm like, is it? Motherfucker was yeah. on news. I think yeah. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag.
0: <laughs> you kind of let him be around children. I think you're going to be fine. Stay out
1: of trouble. You know, like, I mean, he had a catchphrase for the kids. Like, it's done. People know who he is. Uh, yeah, don't... Like, I think the first time, the first night when he goes out and he solves so many crimes. You know, so <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, he's very... I mean, it's a good
0: test case. If Jones would have uh, been a little less uh, egotistical, he could probably could have just taken credit for this whole operation.
1: Oh, could, oh, of course. He could have been like, it took the infrastructure of me building up this division and, you know, working through this to make this all possible. Because it's not like, you know, like these parts were just like, no, 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 we had to build them custom. You know, they were shipping these things out for years. It seems like something oh, yeah. would do. So, like, yeah, he could have totally taken credit for it. And th- then there could have been this whole other, like, political infighting thing that was going on. Instead of him just sending Clarence Bodenker to go blow him up. Yep. Wait till
0: he's uh, he is he has a, a couple of ladies over to his place
1: and he's doing so much cocaine. I mean, well he just got that VP title. You know, sometimes you gotta celebrate. Yeah. And then and then you, know. <laughs> and, then you uh, and
0: then you give your assassin a very specific set of circumstances. So when you put the VHS tape on in his his multi TV VCR thing, mm-hmm. the end of my message has to play right as the grenade goes off. This is mm-hmm. crucial.
1: Yeah, well, I I felt like it was a timed thing, like it was a set. You would go there and you'd, it comes with a grenade and the video package. So yeah, was, you know,
0: the, the the future grenade that has a countdown timer on it. <laughs> you know, Casio, for dramatic effect.
1: The Casio clock like stopwatch timer <laughs> on
0: this super high tech grenade. It's a
1: hell of a way to get up in the morning. I'll give you I'll tell you that. Yeah, you gotta put the handle back on or it's just gonna yeah. take the whole top oh floor. Shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> it's gonna take everybody out. Oh man. You know what part really like breaks my heart? Mm. Is when uh, the cops are going after Murphy. It's got like kind of like almost a Frankenstein monster type. Of thing. Yeah. yeah, he's uh, already been
0: blown up by Ed Two O Nine a bunch, and then he gets down to the the parking garage, and all his friends are shooting him, his quote unquote yeah. friends, and he's just like, ah, oh,
1: oh. And then he, <laughs> Poor bastard he's falling in between the cracks, and then Lewis pulls up in the car. And he just puts his hand up, like just to shield himself. I yeah, uh, that always gets me. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, he seems so vulnerable. Exactly. Here's this almost indestructible dude, but like, he he's remembering who he is, and then just to be kind of like assaulted that way. Um, it, it that always gets me because also like at that part, like the visor is cracked. So you get the glimpse of his eye. Yeah, and technology. he looks scared. <laughs> and he looks scared as shit. Which is just testament to Peter Weller's acting capabilities while looking like in a RoboCop suit. You know, doing this motion. It 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 really is captivating there. It really is.
0: You know, that's an interesting thing that they used to do with uh, action heroes or heroes in action movies that they don't really do anymore. Because, of course, people like Arnold Schwarzenegger were... Considered for this role, but instead they went with like skinny, serious actor Peter Weller, because mainly because not only because he was a good actor, and I'm sure that that's one thing that we're taking it into account, but they're like we need a beanpole so this suit doesn't look ridiculous. Because <laughs> can you imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger in the in that suit?
1: Nah, no, nah. it would look bonkers. It would look silly as heck. Nah. Nah, see. Nah, nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this. W- I am thick Robocop. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, no. Hey, check me out. Yeah, I am. I'm Robocop. <laughs> I'm here to arrest you. I'm going to shoot you through your chest, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like, it's like Weller is believable. It's why I he's my favorite Robocop, and there's been tons of them. Remember, like... that. Not even that's outside, a shame, too. You know, like, I mean, the third one, which took forever for it to come out. <laughs> and then yep. when it did, it and just... And it never had... should have. No, no. Like, I mean, I like the, the jet pack. That looks kind of cool. And the, the, the <laughs> no, rocket hand. Isn't. No, like, design-wise. Mean, it wise. looks cool until he flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not the... Then Let I me see the literal wires. Let me clarify. Not that it looks cool in the movie like when he's flying what i'm saying is as far as a piece of just prop without the flying looks neat i don't know i like the way it looks but i mean as a prop it does look cool i'll I'll definitely in terms of actually like utilization in the whole movie nah 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 Nah, 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 it's not great
0: and, and like, yeah, to your point, to be fair to that movie, if, I guess, if such a thing is required. You don't have to be. But, uh, but the, uh, the, his nemesis, the the other robot that looks like a person, when he gets his head cracked, that's a cool effect. Eh. Yeah, it's a pretty eh. cool effect, right? <laughs> he looks like he's actually, his head's kind of split open with his wires in there.
1: That's yeah, I, I think it's the shit Eaton Grin. That he has on his face when it's all cracked, he's just like, you know, that like. Yeah, he
0: goes. He has. He goes nuts. He's. He, he's. He's. Uh, his robot circuits are driving him nuts.
1: And I guess if I was creating a super realistic humanoid-looking robot that was also a ninja, I would put insane eyes on it, just so I have that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I talked myself. it. Yep. we're good. I think you you talked yourself.
0: You came back around. You went full circle yeah well an amazing film any other final thoughts uh john you want to say before we wrap this whole thing up
1: uh yeah i mean this movie has everything laughs drama shit ton of action one of the grossest scenes ever and that's not murphy getting that one's very gross but i'm talking about poor mill um, <laughs> the, the toxic waste the post toxic waste
0: transformation
1: car explosion yeah like that is like the dude was just like a water balloon filled with jello at that point and if anything that was such a cautionary tale to me as a child that i was like i will never do anything around toxic waste that's um, all <laughs> that's good Good. I'm, I'm surprised it took this movie to get you there, but that's good. I mean, fortunately, it wasn't like I just saw this movie the first time this year, and the whole time I've been jumping and dancing around in toxic waste, not understanding the true hazards that it I was. mean, who
0: c- could anyone blame you? You saw the Ninja Turtles, Secrets of the Ooze. You know it gives you, like, you're going to have good ninjutsu powers at the very yeah. least.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping, like, something cool falls in there. Well, you know, like, oh man, hope someone's pet tiger, like, toe touches it so I get tiger powers. Whatever. <laughs> Instead, I realize that if you get covered in industrial toxic waste, you will start to melt, your skin will slough off, and Ray Wise won't help you for shit. So... <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> and, and your boss will run you over and cause you to explode into a, uh,
1: a very gross, chunky pink slurry. Yeah, that's the only solace that I have. Um... Yeah. It's such a fun movie. Uh, You know, like, the acting is great for what it is. Like, I would not go in here being like, this is Oscar caliber acting, but it's not meant to be. I don't... Like, this is a movie that the people on the screen take it seriously, so you don't have to. Um, And I really enjoy it. it. It is in my... God, we really need to come up with the something that houses our top movies Um, yeah yeah but it's there for sure very much i would this predator terminator 2 they're all coming in the desert island with me oh yeah easy
0: yep uh yeah if you haven't seen it if you're saying i don't like movies for old people things made in the 80s are not worth exploring anymore because they're old first of all I get getcha. I'm not going... I'm not searching back into movies that are from the 40s and 50s. I, I, those some of those movies I just don't enjoy. You understand? And I'm I, I'm going to talk in a minute accent uh, when I'm talking about it. Anyway. But uh I encourage you to check it out. If you haven't seen RoboCop for some reason, check it out. Because why not? It's only an hour and 40 minutes of your time. And, uh you know... I hate to sound as as uh, you know old and decrepit as I am, mm-hmm. but they kind of don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> There's, I was trying to think of what is this generation's Robocop, and I, don't, I I don't know if it's just maybe cocaine isn't flowing like it used to, but it <laughs> just doesn't seem like uh, it. Just doesn't seem like they're they're taking these weird chances on this this idea and the and the person who wrote it is like i was working on the set of blade runner and this was about a cop hunting robots and i thought to myself what about <laughs> yep. i thought to myself what about if it was a robot hunting cops instead and that's how the that's how the story goes anyway i i, I can't speak for the accuracy of that but that's what i read I mean, uh, Sands
1: the I, cocaine. That was the yeah, word. Was uh, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. I mean, we're assuming though. Pretty. I'm gonna. Uh, I feel that a lot of people snowed the Alps when they were making this movie. Oh yeah, versus, fresh powder on the slopes. Oh, totally. It, it's so soft. Like your skis can't even like don't even get good traction. That's that's how fresh this powder was. Um yeah, and there's not enough people doing that anymore. I, I think I'm with you on that. It's like I can't think of a like maybe No, like, like
0: in- what's an iconic original character that just exists in movies that every that are is just like ubiquitous right now? John Wick. Yeah, okay, that's see, there you go. There there's something. Even though that's just like Basically, just Keanu Reeves, but that's fine. He's a he is a marketable asset within a, in and of himself.
1: Yeah, no, like I mean, yeah, no, movies are different. They're not necessarily they're they're definitely not made like this. The action star is different. I wouldn't even say like I've never seen a Fast and the Furious, but I don't think I any have. of them. Well, then is is that like this or is that not like RoboCop? I guess
0: that's kind of like this but fast and the furious i feel has been like the first one i feel like came out like 10 years after this one (laughs) it's been going on for so long is it of this time i don't know it's it's more like a late 90s movie that is still going
1: you think people getting tired of uh, the the young the the young bucks the zoomers or whatever they call them Themselves right now are getting tired of people talking about the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> yeah, problem. Like, you I, should I just stop like talking about it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, you know, just like everything is old as new is again, I feel like uh, Tokyo Drift, which for a long time was kind of like the black sheep of the 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 Fast and the Furious universe, uh, you know, because it didn't have the regular characters in it. I, I feel like that one has a whole new appreciation. So there's a whole... We'll do... Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we won't. but <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about uh, Fast and the Furious at some point in the future, but... Um, yeah, maybe that's a good example. John Wick, Fast and the Furious. Maybe there is some stuff out there that's still being created, but you're right in that it's different. Um, and it's not necessarily better or worse, but uh, it's definitely worth watching as a... As a... Uh, Uh, a pop culture sort of signpost or icon of its time. It's fun in a, in a historical way, but it's also just a fun movie. If, you know, if you can ignore some of the, the effects, but most of them are done practically. So they still hold up. Yep. Yep. Well, that's awesome. I hope everybody out there enjoyed this episode of the show. That's going to do it for us today and that leaves just one thing that we like to close out every show with which is our thank yous and acknowledgements and plugs and what have you first up as always thank you to burton m6 for our incredible theme song check out the link to his fiber page in our show notes check him out he's awesome and, uh, hey, you want to get involved in the discussion, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at the PopSaga, And you can email us at Gmail if you want. Those links are in the show notes as well. If you would like to support the ongoing production of this podcast, you can do that. <laughs> and you can do so by going to our merch site uh there's some t-shirts and there might be more in the future uh we'll see when i get around to it there'll be more designs and hopefully they won't be taken down for copyright strikes especially this one we have coming out it (laughs) hey we might actually make someone mad who knows or that idea might be stolen i'm not gonna give away any more that'll just have to be hints for you And so you can keep checking that link until you know what we're talking about, or you'll forget. Probably the latter. Um. (laughs) And as always, we want to uh, thank you, everybody who listens, and if you want to support the show without spending a dime, you can just tell someone to listen to it, beg someone to listen to it, ask someone to listen to it, however you do it, spread the word. And the more people who listen to this, the better it will be for us actually being interested in continuing to do it. (laughs) Um, So with all that said, as we say at the end of every episode, we hope that wherever you are out there, however you are listening to us, you are feeling
1: happy and you are feeling healthy.
0: And of course, we'll see you next week.
1: Remember, folks, dead or alive. A new episode of Pop Saga is coming next week.
2: <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, tie-lib. Shout out to Pharaoh Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no lava. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right, this is a lifestyle Welcome to the nerd life, pop sock